You're listening to a paid commercial program. Unless otherwise identified, the guests on the program are employees of or otherwise represent the advertiser. The opinions expressed are those of the advertiser and do not necessarily reflect the views and policies of 770 CHQR. Welcome to The Strong Room, presented by Macmillan Estate Planning. I'm Wayne Nelson, and today we're going to be discussing entrepreneurship here in Alberta. My guest this morning is Martine Tollefson, an estate planner with Macmillan Estate Planning, and Merle Coombs, the owner and founder of Spruce It Up Garden Center. Welcome to the program. Glad to be here. Merle, we'll start with you. For sure. Entrepreneurship, what does that mean to you? Spruce It Up was your dream for a good many years until you finally made that dream materialize. Absolutely. No, it was something that I always thought. I grew up in the garden center industry in Calgary, um, working through high school and, and through school, and it's sort of been in my blood since I was 13. And I always kind of wanted to start my own garden center, so I worked at a few other positions, always in the garden center business or garden-related business. I was I built a private estate for a, for an Alberta family and sort of got to experience the the different part, different sides of horticultural construction, and sort of doing some of those crazy projects where you build some solar heated caves. And but I also knew that couldn't last forever. There's only so many solar heated caves that you can build in Alberta. <laughs> right. So I, uh, I figured I wanted to get back into the retail game. And my wife thought we were kind of crazy, and two young kids, and I decided to partner up with one of my clients and him and I, we put together a business plan and we bought 20 acres on McLeod Trail and that was the start of Spruce It Up and that was back in 2005 and then we opened up in 2006. Now you opened up in February. This is a strange time to open a garden center in Calgary. (laughs) Absolutely, because if you're in the garden center business, you always know that there's a lot of planning. A lot of the work happens in the in the before the big season. If you try and start your planning in May, you're going to be so far behind that you won't know what hits you. So a lot of people say, oh, you own a garden center, you get the whole winter off. I'm like, oh, yeah, right. Not I really. forgot that. Why am I at work every day? That's but, right. Yeah, but absolutely. And that's part of being an entrepreneur, though, right? You don't really ever look at the clock and you don't look at the calendar. Marcin, sort of- uh, Merle made a, a good point uh, mm-hmm. right off the bat. He said we had a plan. You are an estate planner with Macmillan Estate Planning. Yes. And that is a key word, isn't it? I mean, you have to have a plan. You got to know what you're shooting for and how to get there. That's right. And you have to plan for maybe a future event that you didn't really think would happen. So that's what we do. We have plan B. You know, that's if something happens to you. Do you have that in place? Making sure people have their documents, wills, EPAs, PDs. And then also, how are you going to build that business? Or how are you going to protect that business? How are you going to protect your family? How are you going to protect the family tree in the mm-hmm. case of uh, Merle Coombs' uh, Spruce It Up business? That's right. So where do you start, Martine? Well, usually we will um, talk to clients and see what their goals are, see what their objectives are, get to know them a little bit first before we put the plan in place. Because we can't make a plan if we don't know what that family wants. So we take time to get to know them, see what their story is, see how, like what, what their family dynamic is, what their family harmony is like. We have to know that before we build a plan because not every family is a good nuclear family where you know the kids are hardworking individuals and responsible. That doesn't always happen. So we have to make sure that we're planning around those issues that might be there. Every family is unique. That's right. Merle, you are a first generation 
plan. All right. Now, there's an old saying, the first generation builds the business. The second generation tends to maintain the business. And the third generation, if they're not planned properly, can run the business into the ground. No, absolutely. And I think we've all know people or we've seen those stories. And, and you hope that you go into your business and have a good succession plan. So if your kids do work in the business, my kids are 15 and 17. But right now they're starting at the bottom. My son's on bag row. So if you come buy a bag of uh, cow manure, my son will be the guy loading it up. My daughter's a cashier <laughs> making boxes and doing whatever. And she also, she loves competing with the boys out on bag row. She'll grab two bags of soil just to show them up. But that's, <laughs> but I, I, I like that entrepreneurial spirit of the kids, but they also know that they're just not handed a, a silver spoon or think that because we have a garden center that we're just... We're, we're not that type of people. We're working class people. We're down in the trenches with everybody. And I'm down there every day doing carryouts, talking with people. But that's that, that's the fun part. So you try and work, bring that work ethic into your kids and the rest of your team because it's important when you have a business, you, you can't do it yourself. And that's probably one of the biggest things for guys mm-hmm. like entrepreneurs. Um, we think so much of ourselves and how we would do it. And so you have to let go of some things and let your team build with you. And obviously, everyone needs some guidance and a plan, of course. Okay. And But you, you need your team and you have to let them do things. And otherwise, it, it won't work either. I've seen lots of guys in this business where they try to be everything and it, it just doesn't work. Those are the you control freaks. Too, right? yeah, yeah, control freaks like myself. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, you have a hard time letting go. Yeah. That's right. You, you do, but you, the teamwork, the team aspect of it, you have to have key people that you can rely on. Is that part of your plan too, Merle, that you've got those key people, those folks who have the knowledge and the experience to help shepherd along the business as it grows? Absolutely. And I, I make sure that I don't have a, a daily job at, at Spruce It Up. My job is to be available for... Uh, the annual department for the HR department, the tree mm-hmm. department or or whatever department. My job is to help with them, work with them each day and, and come up with solutions, but let them run their areas. And, and I need those key people. I'm And I'm very fortunate. I have some people that have been in the business for a number of years and and very, very fortunate to have such a good team because it's, it's not an easy business. And same with a lot of business in Alberta. We work hard and, and it's a seven days a week in the busy time. It's such a short season that it's not everybody can handle that. And they think, well, this isn't Monday to Friday, 8 to 4.30. And no. No, our busiest time is Saturday, Sunday. So yeah. That's right. Now, Martine, do you find that there's a certain expectation from entrepreneurs, especially those uh, like Merle, whose family is being nurtured along in the business, helping the business grow? But perhaps do you find that some of those second generation kids may not want to have anything to do with, with the business? I've kind of seen both. In, and, you know, there's some kids that just expect it to be handed to them and they don't really have the knowledge and experience to look after it. I've seen um, kids that work really hard in the business and then all their siblings don't have anything to do with it whatsoever, but yet they expect to have a fair share of that business. Um, that can be pretty tricky. Those are one of the issues we'll, we uh, end up dealing with a lot. And... Um, you know, and then some like Merle's kids that are just kind of starting out. So you're planning for the future, but not really knowing yet what those kids are going to do. Is that a bit of a, 
a, not really a concern for you right now, Merle, about about your kids. Have but have you had that discussion with them? Oh, absolutely. No, it's a bit of a it's a concern, and uh, and uh, you hope that they kind of want to work with you. But other times, you want them to experience other things and and maybe make sure they get their schooling in first and foremost, mm-hmm. go to university, get all those things, and not just jump into the business right away. Um, because you, you want to make sure that they there's other things out there in life, like maybe they want to be a doctor or a lawyer or, or something else, not mm-hmm. in the garden center business. And entrepreneurial isn't for everybody. Like we need, and that's one thing you realize when you're an entrepreneur, that you do need everybody. If everybody was an entrepreneur, it would be chaos out here in Calgary. <laughs> yeah. sure. you, you need worker bees, you need everybody to fit in the team, right? So, mm-hmm. What it, is your biggest challenge right now? I guess part of it is, and even in the downtime, is, is again, finding the right people for the right job and making sure that we're giving the right direction to those people. Mm-hmm. And that's the that's the key, is is making sure that we have a plan and given the direction. It sounds very similar to every time we talk a bit more about the, the financial plan. It always makes me think, and that's part of it. I haven't done enough. And so those are things that you think about, and it's making sure you plan and have processes in place so... If, if you show up for work tomorrow, you can jump in or the next person can jump in. What we do upstairs really has to make it happen down on the, down on the ground. There's been mm-hmm. a lot of discussion recently uh, in the city of Calgary about uh, non-residential property taxes. Is that something that you face, Merle? Is that a, an issue for you? Absolutely. No, we've seen our taxes rise. It's And money going out is always a concern. And we look at that. I'm on a piece of property. We don't have any services yet. Like We're still we're right on the edge of the city. I, I have a well and a septic tank, and I don't really. So they tr- and definitely our, our taxes jumped a few years ago way up. And I'm just like, excuse me, but I really don't have a flushing toilet yet. So I, I don't have running water. So I, I, again, absolutely. You always got to watch all your outgoing money. And it's kind of a good game I like to play, or not even a game, but a, a method of, of getting the team involved. For every $1,000 you save, it's like making 10000 because you kind of net 10% of what you make. So I, so someone comes to me okay. and they have a $1,000 solution. I go, you just did a $10,000 sale. That was a great job. And they're like, Wow, what do you mean? I said, well, by the time I'm done, I get 10 cents out of every dollar, so you just made a $10,000 sale. So I, it, it brings the game up to a bigger level for your team, and then they understand it and can get excited about it as well. It changes the way that people think about things. Mm-hmm. Merle Coombs and Martine Tollefson are my guests this morning. We're talking about entrepreneurship in Alberta. You're listening to The Strong Room on 770 CHQR.